We are so thankful to have this invite. And when they contacted us, we said, sure, it sounds good. I looked at the calendar, all things things gonna work out fine. And Kimberly contacted us. I said, hey, I said, I need to know the directions, you know, what kind of format should we do? And she said, just go to our website and you'll figure it out. I said, great. So, well, it was all right there, you know, because she already had it all spelled out. It isn't an email. And so I went there. And, okay, I'm going to show you what I found here. I found a name, Monte Judah, Peggy Chumney, Rico Tor Cortez, Steve Mutria. Then I see, I see who else is there? Brad Scott, Bill Cloud. Uh, Tony Robinson, all these names, and I'm going, I'm going to be honest with you. I go, oh dear father, <laughs> do they know what they're getting into? <laughs> and, and folks, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I, I'm not lying here. You're looking at Steve. I'm just Steve, okay? John will be the first one to tell you, he's just John. And we are nobody. Don't ever think I'm anybody. And I'll be honest with you, I, my prayer is that you get something despite, in spite of us, that my message tonight. My prayer is that you will walk away, the Lord speaking to you, to you. Because if I can say something, but the Lord can be speaking to you something totally different, something totally not even in conjunction with what I'm saying, but if you're in tune to Him, he will speak to you. Amen. Amen. So I, I pray that you will uh, uh, be blessed in spite of me tonight. Because I'll, I'll promise you right now, anything that you see this guy do that's good, cool, or awesome, I promise you, it's him. Anything that you see from this guy that's bad, corrupt, you name it, it's me. <laughs> okay? Let's get that straight. Okay, so as long as we got ourselves straight where we're going. Um... For those of you who don't know me, this is my family. Um, they're actually sitting all up here, for the most part, I see a couple of them anyway. My wife, Angela, uh, and Nicole, Nadia, and Levi. And I am very thankful for my family. Uh, my wife and I have been married now 21 years this year. And, uh, man, it flies, doesn't it? Time flies when you're having fun, you know? Let's open up. I'd like for us to go ahead and look at our title, I mean, sorry, our, our um, scripture for tonight, found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. If you want to turn there, you can. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, that says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. One more time, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 says, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. The title of tonight's message is simply, I looked, I looked, let's pray, oh dear Heavenly Father we praise you, Father we ask for your anointing to be on this, this whole meeting tonight, I ask that every word that comes out of my mouth be the very words that come straight from your throne. Nothing more, nothing less. May I be set to the side and you take center stage. 
Let your words resonate within all of our hearts. To dig into our hearts. To be planted into our lives. So we can truly become doers of your word and not just hearers only. As so, so often we all have been guilty of doing. I pray that tonight your word will go forth. Charging all of us. with your strength to move forth in the power that you have provided us. We ask that no man in this room is glorified, but only you. Only you. You are the King of Kings. You are on high. We are down low. We look to you tonight to speak to every single one of us. Minister through me, minister to me as you minister through me, I ask. Again, let your words be said, not mine. And everyone agree by saying in Yeshua's name, Amen. Amen. Amen and Amen. Title is, I looked. Now, my son Levi, he's right there. He has this ability, I should say, desire to always want to wave goodbye. No matter who comes to our house, you can be a perfect stranger. You come into our house less than, let's say, two or three minutes. Can you hear me okay? You're still good? You be in our house just for two or three minutes, and then you leave, he's going to stand at that door or go right to the windows and go, while you're getting in the car, you're starting the car up, now you're backing up, and now you're driving away. That's me waving, that's right. And it's so fun, I gotta tell you, his commitment to it is insane. Because um, the other day, Angie took the two girls out to go get something, and so that's uh, me and Levi, and been in the household, watching the homestead, and then he walks up to mommy before she gets in the car, she goes, can I wave goodbye to you? And he goes, I can't wait to go by. He goes, yeah, yeah. So she gets in the car. Now, now he's in the garage. Okay, a little one-car garage. And mom's backing out. Okay. She starts, she starts car backing out now. She gets the garage door opener. <laughs> All the way down. And then and when he gets to the front, like this much, this much, he's going like this. <laughs> it's hilarious. He is so committed to wanting to wanting so much to wave goodbye. Now, I have to ask, how dedicated are you? Are you dedicated to the last and nth degree? Ask yourself, am I dedicated? Can I, can I say of myself, that's me. That's a picture of my dedication. Because it challenges us. Looking at little children, the things that they are so wanting to do so much. So think for a second, are you that committed? Can you say of your heart? And if not, what do you need to do? What do I need to have installed into my life to be dedicated to the nth degree for the Father? Now, Mark 14.38 Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Mark 14.38 We all know 
that hard times are coming. It sure seems that way anyway if they're not. Are we ready? Are we ready? Our spirit may be willing, but are we ready? Are we ready? Are we committed? How far can we take our commitment? How far can it go? Now, I have to confess that my children watch TV. When they watch TV, it's just like they're just like me. I mean, when they're watching TV, they are what I call in the zone. You can't get their attention. No matter what you do, they're going to be walking in the, or sitting in the zone watching that TV. And i got to confess. And if I'm, if I'm walking by, I, I could be in the middle of a project no matter what I'm doing. All of a sudden I see that TV, I go, I'm in the zone. Especially all the more now, if you consider today's technology. Today's technology is just insane. And it just zooms you in right to that screen. You're going, I'm in the zone. Angie can be saying, Steve, it's time to eat. I'm in the zone. Steve, I have buttermilk pancakes, which is my favorite, by the way. I'm in the zone. Steve, the house is burning down. In the zone. <laughs> How many can identify? Yes, 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 yes. Now, yet that is how the Father wants us to be with Him. Always in the zone. Are you with me? always in the zone. No matter what's going on in our life, no matter how, what the world is saying we should be doing, or we should be acting like, or we should be behaving like, because this is happening. Ah! doesn't matter. We are in the we're in the zone. It doesn't matter what the world says or what the world's happening. In reality, mayhem can be going all around you. If you are in the zone, you are in what I call shalom. When you're in the zone. Amen? Now, Please know that the zone does not mean the fast lane. It's quite op the opposite. We are to do and to wait upon Him as the Scripture says. Psalm 37, 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways. Things around you. When they carry out their wicked schemes. What's it start off with by saying? Be still. Be still. Be still. Psalm 46.10 Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, the scripture says, Be still and know that I am God. It does not say, Run fast and try to keep up. It doesn't say, hey, come on, I'm, come on, hurry up. I'm right here, come on. Be still. Be still and listen. Be still and be focused. Now, when does God ever say, hurry up, to his people? To be quite honest with you, his people say hurry up to him more than anything. Do we not? Come on, God, I need this done today, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. How often do we do that? You know, it, it, it's 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 crazy because. Well, I'll save it for another time. Well, maybe not. You know, it's not in my notes. How often, when we cry, 
Why, why, why? Now hold on for a second. There can be legitimate reasons too, okay? But still, the, Lord, the word says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understandings, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. So lean not on your own understandings. Trust in Him. No matter what happens, things can be totally bad. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, so when you're asking why, 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 think how close that sounds to when. When? When? Are you with me? Are you with me? Okay, now, so, that was not in my notes, so that was added for free. Okay, but again, he rarely, if ever, tells us to hurry. Even when Yeshua, when he says, look at the fields, they're white for harvest, ready for harvest. Did he say, come on, go get them? Hey, look, this is our job. Let's plan, let's strategize, let's grow, let's do what we got to do. He never tells us to hurry. He tells us to focus on Him. Can you hear me still? Yes. Now, you know, when He's telling us to hurry up, anytime when the Lord does tell us to hurry up, nine times out of ten, if not more than that, He's telling us to hurry up because we weren't listening to begin with, to do what he told us to do to begin with, and now we have to hurry up. Does that make sense? Whereas if we were listening to the begin with, and just said, okay, oh, okay, God, and then we we're walking, doing all we're going to do, but now because we weren't doing this, now we got to hurry, that's whenever the Lord tells us to hurry, nine times out of ten. Now, again, back with Psalm 37, 7, be still, it says. Now, the world is in a hurry all around us, pulling us in every which way. Think about it for a second. All the things in this world that pull us away. We went out to eat just a while ago. Cool little restaurant. TVs all around. Dude, what I say about me and TVs? I'm in the zone. And we're talking... Yeah, I had to I had to check myself several times because it doesn't matter what's on TV. I'm going, oh, Steve. Oh yeah, uh huh. I know. Amen. <laughs> I can be that way, and I got, and Angie gets mad at me. <laughs> any, any wives can identify out there the, to the husbands. Yeah, oh, okay, a couple. Okay. Right. So then, now, from the moment we wake up, the world is always trying to pull us aside. And all the Father wants us to do is what? Be still. Be still in Him. Trust in Him. Be still and know that He is God. Be still and know that He is God. Being still keeps us from doing things in a reckless manner. Now, if you think about that, that's so true. Being still keeps us from doing things in a reckless manner. We were over at my mom's house the other day, and all the family was over, and all the grandkids were out in the backyard. Well, Levi, once he was out there playing, he comes in, sweaty, he just wanted, needed something to drink. And so he asked for some Kool-Aid. Mom says, okay. Well, it's a little Dixie, you know, one of those little um, Dixie cup type things, and so, but it's not eight ounces, it's kind of weird. Anyway, so she gives it to him. 
And then immediately, he goes, it starts to go out. Well, now, thankfully, she only filled it half full. But it was starting to go like all over. And then mommy says, put both hands on that and be careful. Puts both hands on it, and he still does it. Now, think of it for a second. How often in our life do we think we're being careful, but just maybe we're not? Oh, we got both hands on it. But are you going slow? Are you being still? See what's okay? I got it under control. Are you going slow? You may think you've got it under control. Ha oh boy, us men, we think we've got the world under control, don't we? That's right. We think we got it. But how, think for a second, are we really living carefully? Are we really living diligently? Can you say that honestly about yourself? Are you being diligent? Be careful. I can't tell you how many times I have been told, be careful. I now find, from my mom, and I now find myself telling my children, be careful. Really? Now, I was at my mom's the other day. Are you bored? You with me? I was at my mom's the other day. And, she, and I'm taking some stuff downstairs. I get this little box. I'm kicking downstairs. And guess what she says to me? No, 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 no. Watch this one. Don't fall. <laughs> really? You got to tell me, don't fall. Do I really look like the guy who's going, hey, you know what? I haven't fallen in a long time. And, and that could, I don't think I've fallen since grade school. Well, that could probably bring back a lot of cool memories. I'm going to do it. That's it. What? Do I really look that stupid? Don't answer that. Now, okay. <laughs> be careful. What does it mean to be careful? Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is. We may think we're being careful, but how do we interpret careful? When Paul was writing, I'm convinced in my heart, he's thinking of Deuteronomy 6.3 right here. Hear, O Israel, and what? Be careful to obey so that it may go well with you, and that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your fathers, promised you. So, I ask you, are you careful? Think of it for a moment. Are you careful? When you get up in the morning, do you say to yourself, so, hey, it's time to be careful. Or do we just get going because we live in a busy life? We know we gotta go to work. We gotta go to the grocery store. We gotta go pick up the kids for this. By God, we gotta do this. Next thing you know, our whole day is planned out. And how often do we think, gotta be careful? When Paul says, be very careful how you live. We think we've got both hands on that cup, but we very well might. But man, we're racing and we're racing. Next thing you know, when we get to the finish line, there's gonna be nothing in that cup. And you're and you're thirsty and you want it, but there's nothing there. He's telling us, be still, be careful. Be careful. One who is humble is slow. Steadily on their knees, not seeking anything but the face of the Father. That is humility. Seeking nothing but the face of the Father. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. 
For it is by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you want, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. It is so easy to look at ourselves in our own mind's eye and think we're okay. It's so easy to think, hey, I'm all right, I'm doing good. I got this going on, I'm learning this. And that's good, you might be. But even then, do not think more highly of yourself than you ought. The heart is the most, the most deceptive of all things. Consider even Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 2. A man's ways seem right to him, but the Lord weighs the heart. How many times have we made decisions and we thought, it's all good? How many times have we thought, we'll just go over here and do this, and we'll just go over here and do that, and it's all good? A man's ways seem right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. The Lord weighs the heart. Consider even Jeremiah 17.9. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, search the heart and examine the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deeds deserve. Do you know what we need? Do you know what we need? I'll tell you what I need. Tunnel vision. I need this. Look at him only. I don't know if you're anything like me, but I can get distracted here, I get distracted here, and the Lord's like, hey, hello, I'm over here. Are you with me? It's time to get rid of our distractions in life, to take charge of our life for what the Father has given in us. You ever heard of the, the term carpe diem? Seize the day. Seize the day. Seize the moment. Every second you got, take it and run with it because the Lord's given it to you for a purpose. You're not here for, hey, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, you will be. No. He's given all of us a purpose, a plan to fall in line with Him. Amen? We need to get rid of every single one of our distractions. And by golly, we've all got them. You name it, we've got them. You can walk. Take, encourage, I encourage you to take this next week and just focus on distractions in your life. Look for distractions. Look for them. Because when you're not looking for them, well, you're not going to pay attention to them. But when you look for them, oh, you're going to find them. They're going to, you're going to find them all around. It's, it's like this. You know, when we bought a van, our, our minivan, we got a family now, i got to get a van. And so, I never knew uh, that much about minivans. And I never paid attention to them. But the second I got one, I saw my minivan all over the town. Yeah. All over. I'm going, they got one. Everyone's got one. It's like that. When you get a vehicle, you, all of a sudden you see your car all over. Just the other day, Joe was showing me this little thing. It's um, these little scan things. You, for websites, it's a little little square box. It's kind of funky looking. But if you scan it with your phone, you can hit click in it, and it takes you right to a website. And while John got it for our testeverything.net, and I go, oh, how cool is that? You know, I'd never seen them before. And now I see them all over since he showed it to me. I'm going, man. And we're at Kentucky Fried Chicken today. He goes, hey, look, and right there, big bold on one of those signs, right there, one of those things, scan me. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. They're all over. And so if you look for those distractions, trust me, you're going to find them. Now, if you're anything like me, I can't stand flies in the house. Are you like me? <laughs> flies are nothing but a distraction. 
Now, at nighttime, picture with me if you will. You're tired. You've had a long day. You know, you know you're just wiped out. And you lay down. Oh, the pillow feels so good. And all of a sudden you hear a little mosquito flying around your face. I don't know why God made mosquitoes, but he did. It wasn't long ago this happened, and I'm going, I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep. Can I not just sleep? So I turn the lights on. I'm looking for the silly thing. And then when you're trying to be quiet, oh, he's landed somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And then so what you do, you put the light back on, you go back to bed. What are you going to hear again? Right by here. Distractions. The Lord is telling His people today, clear out the house. Clear out your life. Remove the distractions that's pulling extra voices in your life that you can't hear me. How often are we trying to listen to the voice of God while at the same time we're looking at these distractions all around us because He says, hey, I'm right here. He's saying, clean up the house. Whatever you have in your house, I'm talking your spiritual life, I'm encouraging you today, please get rid of those distractions and focus only on what the Father has for you. It's time to get rid of the distractions. Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. When we are still, we can hear, we can see, we can follow. We can follow Him. I'm reminded of a movie I saw here not too long ago. Um... I normally don't endorse movies because it's so hard to find a clean one. This was one I was distracted with, discouraged with some of the cussing in it. But a movie called Real Steel. In this movie, you see this kid. He he picks, he finds this old robot. They dig him up. You know, a real quick story here. And it's really kind of like where this old backyard robot, thrown away for no good. You know how old he was. He's taught and trained to, to box again. This movie proceeds, you know, he starts fight, fighting Ray in different fights and stuff. He starts winning a lot of battles. Actually, you know, he gets called to the big leagues, you know. Long story short, he gets to the big battle. He goes up against the champion of all robots, you know, robot boxing in this movie. And in it, towards the latter part, the voice command module is broken. Now the voice of the, 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 the trainer says, do this, do that. The ro robot responds, you know. Well, it's broken. What are they going to do? They put him in what they call shadow mode. Now the owner had to go around the ring and do this. Every time he did this, the robot did it. He did this. Next thing you know, he's just tearing into that other robot. And I thought, you know, that is how the Father wants us to to follow his son's example, to shadow box with Father. Whatever he does, we do. Whatever he moves, we move. Every single thing he does, we do. So when the world looks at us, who are they going to see? Him. Him. That is what we're supposed to do. So that they see him. That should be our desire. It's just like the other day, I was talking to my brother, and he was going on this 5K run, and his little granddaughter wanted to go with him wanted to run in this 5k run <clears throat> and so they're all up there you know getting ready to get started I mean there's probably one or two thousand people that are ready to do this big run lots of people all around now my brother's a tall man he's probably a good 6'3 six, 6'4 six, and well uh, little Rachel she's probably only about like right here I mean 
be right that area. And, well, Rachel has asked Greg a question. So immediately, Greg, you know, got down on his, knee, on his knees to talk to her. Now, mind you, he's like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, he's looking all around. He can see above all these heads, you know, for the most part. And he's looking at all of them. And he got down and talked to Rachel, and he, and he told me, he goes, Steve, it hit me. At that quick moment, this is all she's seen, is the backs of people. I'm seeing the flood, but she's just seeing the people right smack in front. And so he, he said, Rachel, here's the deal. I'm up here. I can see where to go. So when this race starts, you stay by my side, or you stay right behind me, and I'll guide us through it all. And, and that's what they did. The race started, and, and Greg's, a, you know, I don't know how good of a runner he actually is, but he was able to get through a lot of people, and she stayed right by his side. Wherever he moved, she moved. And they went, he, he's up here seeing all the gaps, where to go. And that's just the way the Father wants it with us. He's going, hey, I see everything from up here. Can you not just trust me a little bit? Just follow me. Be still. Stay close. Watch me. Amen? Amen. It's like fine-tuning a radio. I remember those old-fashioned radios in the cars. How you had to tune them in? Woo, baby, those were the days, weren't they? And you just got to fine-tune it. Then if you drive a half mile, what do you got to do? Huh? Do it again. Here we go. Yeah, shut up a gun. Here we go. Get this little radio station. There it is. You know, that's what we do. You know, I remember the day. Oh, man. Now, the Lord wants us to be tuned into Him. Even today, with the modern technology, you know, these electronic, these uh, digital radios, boom, you're right on it. No, no zooming in like this, you know. But the problem is, as you get farther away, that static begins to come in. The farther away you go, that static comes. Even with an awesome radio. Can I give an illustration? You can have a cool Bible. Oh, that thing is cool. Oh, you ought to check this Bible out. Bible. You ain't using it. What's the use? You know what I mean? That's right. You can have the best digital radio you got. If you're so far away, you ain't going to hear anything. You can have the best Bible in the world, baby. But if you ain't using it, and you ain't getting like this with the Father, that cool Bible is just collecting dust. Amen? Amen. Now, prayer changes us. In the book of Luke, it records the prayer life of Jesus, Yeshua, more than anybody. Now, if I can give a small example, you know, in, in talking about prayer and how it changes us, I can open this up. I come from a world uh, where I used to do a lot of video. And this is actually a cable to my, one of my old video cameras. It's a small one. Not a lot of power can transfer through this. It's just a basic little, uh, you know, cable. A 110 outlet, and you're good, okay? Now, if we think about it, right here has got same three kind of, uh, same three wires, but they're thicker. This is like a 12 gauge. You can handle quite a bit of power through 12 gauge. A little thicker, harder to manipulate a little bit, you know? But it's, power moves through this. So you got something kind of flimsy, then you got something a little star stronger. Now, I want to show you something that I believe the Father is wanting from us. I think in the world, how we've been used, so used to being in the Christian world, just however you've been brought up, doesn't matter, where you're even at right now, 
I think we're so used to the status quo. And we're, stati we're satisfied with this power, with this right here. And all the while, God is saying, no, I want you to get this. Now, folks, this is a 120 volt, okay? 120 volts. This, 35,000 volts. 35 kV. I work with this stuff every day. Used to. This stuff powers buildings in downtown St. Louis. This stuff powers small cities. This stuff powers a house. Cities, house. Cities, house. Now, the first one I showed you was flimsy move quick, easy. You can flip it around whatever you want. This is a little more stable, a little more stiff. I promise you, you can't budge these things. Why? They're still. You can't move them. Folks, it's time to be still. In the midst of the chaos that I believe is quite possibly could be coming our way in the near future, it's time to be still. It's time to focus. It's time to be solid and let the power of God flow through us. Not being so worried about the quick, do this, do that. No. Pray. Focus. Be solid. Be still. Are you with me? Amen. As I mentioned, the book of Luke pretty much mentions more of the prayer life of Yeshua more than any of the Gospels. Now, as I said, prayer changes us more than it changes our circumstances. Prayer changes us more than it changes our circumstances. Folks, it's time for us to understand that he who kneels the most stands the best. He who kneels the most stands the best. Please write that down. Please focus on it. He who kneels the most stands the best. It's time to get on our knees and fight like real men. That's where we fight. That's where we, he wants us to be. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says to pray continually. It's time we live a life of prayer. To truly pray without ceasing is instructed. To let our heart beat with the Father's heart. To walk where He walked. To walk in the steps of His Son. No matter where we go, we're constantly in communion with Him. Constant communication always with the Father. Pray continually. Pray without ceasing. To constantly, when you're driving in your car, be praying. When you're fixing the food for lunch, be praying. When you're at work and you're going through frustrations, be praying. Let your mind be always focused on communicating with the one who created you. Amen? Just as Paul instructed us, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. To truly follow after His example as He pursued. Because folks, 2 Corinthians, uh, Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that He may strongly support those whose hearts are completely for the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth that He may strongly support those whose hearts are completely His. 
Is your heart completely His? Are you too consumed with the things around you, things you need, things you think you need, the things you want, or are you focused on what He wants for your life? It's time to tear out our house to say, God, I don't need this in my life anymore. I don't want this in my life. I need you. I want you, Father. It's time to examine our hearts every day, not just once a week, once a month, once a year. I mean every day, every moment of the day to examine where we stand and where He wants us to stand with Him. He's calling us to a closer walk in Him. Can you hear me? talking now he's calling for us to talk to him to listen to him every day is your heart completely his is your heart completely his he's looking for a people he's looking for a people as it was in Ezekiel's day I believe with all my heart that the father is still looking today but it is my prayer that the results are different than I found in Ezekiel 22. Ezekiel 22, it says, I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found none. But I found none. And folks, the land, in reference to the context, is talking to the people about the people in in Ezekiel. I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall, if I could say, who would not be focused on their own life, who would not be focused on the cares of this world, who would not be focused on the things they think they need, but no, who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so I would not have to destroy it. But I found none. Folks, how committed are you in your life, in your everyday life? Can you wave and keep waving all the way down to the closing door? Are you committed? Are you in the zone every day? Man, when he speaks, are you in the zone? doesn't matter what's going on around you, what people are telling you you think you need. Are you in the zone? Are you focused on what he has for you? Are you in the zone? Are you living a life that is still before the Lord constantly, constantly focused on Him? Or are you busy? Busy for Him. Folks, I think anyone who's too busy is just that. Too busy. doesn't matter if you're too busy for the Lord, doing things for the Lord. Are too busy at work, too busy here, too busy doing the things for the fellowship, too busy on this, then folks, if you're too busy, then you're too busy. It doesn't matter what you're too busy for. It can be a good cause. If you're too busy, you're not hearing the voice. He wants us to do what? The Word says, be still. You know, I used to be a, a, a person who was just boing, 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 boing. All of them. I had a hard time saying no. I love saying it today. But be still has forced me to realize I need to say no. Could I do it? Yeah, I could do it. Should I? No, I don't, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I don't know about that. I need to be still. Are you being careful today? Sure, you got your both hands. Hold on what you got to do. Being careful. 
Are you close to the Father? You may have a great Bible, but are you close? Can you hear that communication as He's talking to us? Where are you at today? What kind of power cords are you running on? Little bitty ones or the great big ones? He wants us to be still and in Him. He's looking for someone to stand in the gap. Folks, as I mentioned earlier, I can't prove it, but in my heart of hearts, I feel we're on the cusp of some interesting times ahead of us. We need to be still. If there's ever a time in our life to be still, it's now. If there's ever a time in our life to be focused on what the Father's saying, it's now. It is now. Now is the time. As Paul said, follow his example. As he follows the example of Christ. Let's pray. Father, I praise you. And I exalt you. And Father, we are here tonight pursuing you. We ask that you help us to clean our houses, to get rid of all the distractions in our life. Even if these things may be good that we think, we don't want to sacrifice the best for the good. Help us to get rid of the good things so we can get the best things. To be still before you. I ask that every single one of us here tonight, that as we walk out this place tonight, that we don't walk out the same way we came in. That we walk out with our minds determined, our hearts determined to draw closer and to follow your example. We thank you for it. In Yeshua's name. And everyone agreed by saying, Amen. Amen.